Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Rock M Reacts, live from the press box post-game at the 35-10 victory over South Dakota. It's uh, Parker Gellum and Quinn Corporal here with you just to recap kind of what went down tonight, a lot of different storylines to keep track of. And before we jump into the quarterbacks, because that's what everybody is seemingly talking about at this point, we did want to discuss the performance of Johnny Walker Jr. tonight. Defense fan was a big question mark coming into the season for the group. Yeah, Johnny Walker was supposed to be one of the guys that stepped up after biding his time behind some some bigger names before him. And tonight, he more than lived up to the hype. Six tackles, half a sack, a tackle for loss as well, a QB hurry. He was all over the field, active off the edge. What did you see from Johnny that impressed you tonight, Quentin? Well, I think it's that he can fill the shoes of the guys that left last year. Um, Isaiah McGuire, gone. Trajan Jeffco gone. Arden Walker, gone. And that was, understandably, as you said, an area of concern, but he was all over the place tonight, and his teammates had nothing but good things to say after the game about him, not just what he did on the field, but what it took off the field to get here, um, and that made me very happy. Yeah, I was about to say, who was it? it was Ennis Rangstraw mentioned after the game. He was like, I've been roommates with Johnny about three years now, and he was like, when he first came to college, he was almost 180 pounds and thought he might be able to be a wide receiver, uh, kind of jokingly, but but still, it is really impressive to see what, what Johnny did tonight. He does not look 180 pounds anymore. No, nah, he, he said he is at 260 now, and he is all of 260. That is definitely true. Um, but yeah, teaming up with Darius Robinson tonight starting, both had solid games. Um, D-Rob not, I guess, as stuff in the stat sheet as Walker, but is it safe to say that the, the question marks defensive end are kind of put to rest with that that two duo right there, and then Niles Gaddy also doing some some good things off the edge as well. Yeah, Niles was very impactful tonight. I would give him more than one game. I'm a, I'm a big fan of having just a larger sample size in order to come to a conclusion. It's only been one game against an FCS opponent, um, and South Dakota isn't even the best team in South Dakota, so I think we're going to need at least a few more games in order to arrive at some sort of conclusion. But what we saw tonight was very, very promising, especially because, again, that was an area of concern. And I was I was very pleased with both their performances tonight. It does it does definitely seem like the D line zoo moniker is in uh, is still in good hands, especially from the from the end position. Um, but moving on to what everybody wants to talk about, and wants to hear about is the is the play between the quarterbacks tonight. We had Brady Cook play the first half. His his offense has scored twenty eight points. Sam Horn played the second half. He scored seven points, albeit he threw the ball far less. Uh, a little bit more of a conservative approach with the lead in the second half. He threw an interception, was not entirely, if at all, his fault. Um, so a lot to digest with those two. Brady had a very efficient game, both statistically and kind of in appearance on the field, outside of a couple 
dangerous balls he might have thrown in the middle of the field for some receivers that they brought in. Horn, on the other hand, just kind of had a couple chances, showed his arm talent on one good throw in the middle of the field. You know, Drinkwood's post game was leaning towards Cook, but not willing to say anything until he kind of looked at the film, but definitely impressed by how Cook led the offense and the points that they scored. What was your takeaway from kind of what you saw from the two of them, and did Cook separate himself with this? Well, I think this quarterback battle was the biggest part in making this game the least satisfactory 35-point performance, I think, in the history of college football, um, which sucks because obviously coming off of a 25-point win, you want to have a lot of good things to say, and we do. But especially towards the end of the game, it felt really frustrating, especially in the third quarter with South Dakota killing the clock like the clock was on the FBI's most wanted list or something like that. It was... Kind of ridiculous how, how much clock they were killing, but uh, props to them. They were putting together a solid, sustained drive. Um, but that definitely hurt Sam Horn uh, because the thing he needs to do the most is play. He just needs to get reps. Yeah. He just needs to get tape out there. And it sucks that, like, he had a great throw. The throw of the middle to Mackay Miller was really, really nice. Um, but the other throw to Mackay Miller that didn't go as well, that wasn't even his fault yeah um so that obviously stinks and the touchdown he threw was a screen pass where all he had to do was turn 90 degrees and hit luther burden standing still in the hands which you know brady cook does that a lot of the time just just give it to luther burden and it works out so that's true to be fair um and as you said we saw flashes um at least the throws that i saw it definitely looks different than when brady cook throws it um i think the natural arm talent is there but i think this year and we've talked about it a lot in our previews this is a team that's ready to win right now. And Missouri just doesn't really have time to let Sam Horn figure things out. And we heard Coach Trinkwitz after the game talk about how much he loved Brady Cook mm-hmm. um, to a, an extent that I think some people were a little uncomfortable with. Not many people expected him to Not, not many people expected it. We're going to be writing about a viral drink soundbite, I feel like, every other week yep. at this rate. But... um. I think Brady Cook, he was obviously very efficient, I think, in this offense that emphasizes quick passing, um, especially early on in the game. He was 11 for 11, and the only reason that the 12th throw was an incompletion was because that was I would classify that as a drop by Theo Weiss. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it was quick throwing, and that was something I really wanted to see out of this offense was getting Brady Cook in a rhythm early on. I sort of compared it um, to just a basketball player warming up mm. with layups first. Yeah. Just them seeing the ball go in uh, helps them when they get further away from the rim. Uh, they seen the ball go in a lot. And that builds confidence, that builds rhythm, and that's exactly what happened with Brady Cook tonight. Obviously, um, the intermediate throws were a little scary. Um, threw a couple of hospital balls to Theo Weiss and Luther Burden. Obviously, we want to see that fixed. Um, but I was, I, me personally, I was pretty satisfied with Brady Cook's performance tonight. He did what was asked of him. The rushing touchdown was awesome, um, and it's just a little bit annoying because I think what people wanted most from this game was an answer. And we're going to, at least, <laughs> as, it, as it stands right now, um, we're going to have to wait at least another week to, to get that answer. We have, we have a guess, but we do not have a firm answer as of now. I think, I think what we can learn from tonight is that our answer is going to come so- way sooner than I, I would say a lot of people expected. Some people thought maybe first two or three games you're seeing this split 50-50. I'd be interested to see if Horn plays 50% next week, uh, just based on what happened here tonight. But... But yeah, for me, it was really interesting. Cook post game just talking about the difference between Thursday night last year against LA Tech versus um, this year, and just how much more comfortable he felt. There were no nerves. You know, he talked extensively about how just prepared he felt. Kirby Moore felt the offense felt. He was like, I went out there on the field and I knew exactly, you know, what kind of defenses I was going to be fa- defensive looks I was going to be facing, and also what plays you were running. 
he just seemed very poised and collected during this game. Another point, you talked a little bit about the running. He only he was effective running the ball tonight, but only 17 yards and one touchdown. Not his you know greatest game ever running the ball. I'm interested to see this year after the injury last year. Are they holding? There were not nearly as many design runs. I don't think he kept it on one read option tonight. It was all scrambling. Interested to see if they maybe hold him back from running as much this year because I I do feel like that is such a big part of his game and he's very effective when he does it. I will when when SEC play heats up, he's going to need to uh, he's going to need to get effective running the ball as well. Um, but that does kind of segue us into our next place, uh, especially with the the quick passing game really helps out the offensive line. Um, offensive line was probably the other biggest question mark on the team, maybe more so than quarterback. Uh, impressive performance tonight, 226 rush yards. Team as a whole averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Cody Schrader himself averaged 8.2 because he seemingly was just rolling forward for a 7 or 8-yard gain every time. Um, opened up plenty of holes, had some penalty issues, only allowed one sack. There's bright sides and there are negative sides to this. What do you kind of give more marriage from this game for the line? I was pleased. Um, obviously, the penalties were not great. Um, because that's something you'd like to avert, and that was something um, with, I believe it was Marcellus Johnson coming over from Houston. That was a big problem area. It was Cameron. Or it was Cameron Johnson, excuse me. Sorry. It's uh, 12.15 Central it is, Time. Yeah, it is 12. Uh, we're slowly fading, so uh, we're going <laughs> to try to power through this. We're doing well, though. Um, but, yeah, that was a big issue for Cameron Johnson last year at Houston mm-hmm. was holding penalties. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, like Coach Drake mentioned, um, especially on the Luther Burden touchdown, how awesome Connor Tallison was getting yeah. a second level, staying flat, making good block. Um, the blocking on the outside, even the receivers and the tight ends, that was a big talking point during the offseason. Drinkwitz called out the receivers during one press conference during the offseason and was like, their blocking on the outside isn't where it needs to be. And I thought it was really good tonight. I think Tyler Stevens, especially, was very, very good at, especially on outside zone, um, paving away for Cody Schrader because that's where he got a lot of his chunk runs tonight. Um, but specifically, the offensive line, Brady Cook was very complimentary. Um, in the post-game press conference of how much time he had. Um, now, he couldn't exactly tuck himself in the bed, but um, he it, it was definitely noticeable. Yeah. Um, he wasn't under duress as nearly as much as we saw a lot last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he had pretty substantial time to throw, and obviously the defensive line of South Dakota is of far less caliber than some of the ones that was going to be playing later this season but what i saw tonight i was i was pleased with yeah and then the unit as a whole they spoke a lot about this offseason about a change mentality with brandon jones coming in um and kind of what that meant for them they did appear you know the miscues were still there and i was stunned to see javon foster he picked up a holding and a false start that the kind of leader of that unit was the one that was penalized the most um so that was interesting to see but overall i do think there was a noticeable difference between their physicality and how they dominated especially in the run game the mental mistakes were still there and that's stuff that has to be cleaned up. Drinkwitz was very adamant about that in the post game. He says that's what's really flawed them last year, especially. But I was very encouraged just with how I mean, a lot of long, methodical drives, chunk yardage, you know, running plays four, five, six yards at a time. Cody Schrader was always seeming to fall forward and get there. So very encouraged, you know. And I also didn't see you saw the, those top six play. I didn't see a ton from anybody behind them. So it seems like that top six uh, with Marcellus Johnson kind of backing up that top five is what they'll go with going forward. Um, so definitely encouraged with what we saw there. Speaking of the person that was running behind them, Cody Schrader had himself a pretty solid night, 148 rushing yards, uh, also got involved in the passing game, especially early on, 13 receiving yards. It's, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first three or four plays. He touched the ball every single time and had, I mean, like six touches on the first drive or something like that. 
they were feeding him the ball. He was effective. I mean, I mentioned 8.2 yards per carry is an absurd number. Um, he, he was doing great. And I, I I pointed out, kind of was tweeting about how he's, he's sneaky, shifty. Yes, he's very physical. But I think his best attribute is A, his attributes, A, his vision. I think he has very underrated, great vision to find those holes. B, he always, and he touched on the press conference, he always falls forward no matter what. He's always trying to go forward. He's always picking up an extra yard or two. So what do you think about Schrader's performance? Maybe he gets more involved with the passing game this year as well. And kind of what, you know, how do you think he fits into the offense this year? I will always stand running backs that just run forward, you know, because that's the way you're supposed to go. Um, and not that sort of running backs throughout history haven't been amazing running east-west. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, especially with a guy like Cody Schrader, who is really big and stocky and strong and has a very low center of gravity, running forward is his best benefit. Um, obviously, the amazing, not, I want to call it amazing blocking outside. It was pretty good blocking on the outside. That helped a lot. But at the same time, he hits holes hard, like really, really hard. Yeah. He definitely has an extra gear, and that showed uh, very prominently tonight. Um, and as you said, he talked about it in the postgame press conference. I just want to run forward. Yeah. Um, and he looked like a Mack truck tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can be more involved in the receiving game, especially, again, quick passes, doesn't always have to be to the very, very outside to Luther Burden. Um, it can also be dump offs to Cody Schrader, him and Nathaniel Pete, who also had a really good game. Yeah. Um, they proved to be very good safety valves out of the backfield, especially when Brady Cook was under duress. Um, receivers were getting open downfield. They had a few nice chunk gains out of the backfield just on dump offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I I was very, you know, Cody Schrader after last season kind of coming to his own, feeling things out, and later in this season excelling. It seems like after full off season of, of work and being in a D1 program, um, he's really kind of coming to his own, both as a leader and on on field player. Um, I think he stepped up as a voice in the locker room. So um, definitely encouraging signs from Cody tonight. And we'll have to see. Offense was again 226 pass yards, 226 rush yards. You can't be more balanced than that. And any coach in the country would take that. You know, any day of the week, twice on Sundays. So all in all, not the cleanest game, not a perfect performance. But it's a win, 35 to 10. I'd like to point out I also had that prediction exactly right, 35 to 10, just for the record. But, uh, <laughs> but final thoughts on how the game went. Satisfied, not a, a good building block for the rest of the year, yes? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll go with that. Um, offensively, I was very pleased with the amount of motion um, and just pre-snap stuff that was happening. Um, that was a big point of emphasis. I touched on in my columns over the summer was just the amount of things happening on the field at once wasn't really enough. There wasn't a whole lot of deception or unpredictability. I was very happy with the amount of fake jet sweeps, fake handoffs, play actions, rollouts, very diverse. Um, I think this offense is going to be a lot more fun than it was last year. Um, And I had a second thing I wanted to say, but we might have to save that for later in the week because I just forgot. So we (laughs) we might have to save that one for next time. As we we get later in the night, I suppose we will go ahead and wrap up this this first episode of uh, of Rock M Reacts for for Parker and Quinton. Goodbye from the Mizzou Press Box, and we will uh, see you again next week for Middle Tennessee State on Saturday night. Yes, sir. Attention, sports fans. Are you a fan of an NFL team? And would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000. The rules to enter are simple. Number one, go to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. That's it. 
Once you've done that, you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go answer for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. Contest ends on September 4th. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more, just like it beamed directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below. Beep. Uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, and if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, whatever you want uh, to listen and, and read about. It is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks. Thanks.